couple of listeners. That's right, you. This is Around the Console, and I'm your host, Craig. But you already know that. So, now listen, stop what you're doing, go sit down and relax. That's right, nibble on a lovely chocolate finger. Lick out the centre of that custard cream. You'll really love that. And tonight, we're taking you back to October 1966, when us Who Geeks were about to be introduced to the concepts of the Cybermen and regeneration. And helping me do that will be my fellow manhunks and occasional sex slaves, the crazy but cute Cliff, the belligerent Bob, the all-round total genius, John, and the half-man, half-sleep machine, Sucky! Hello! I don't, you, I don't know about you lads, but is anybody else a bit hard right now? I'm just going to be... That was brilliant, Craig. That, that was, that was brilliant. brilliant. Storming semi on that ass. That was oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why they're my occasional sex slaves, listeners. <laughs> oh, it takes a little bit of a husky voice. <laughs> hey, yes, well, so, are we all excited about looking at, at talking about the 10th planet? Yeah, we've already watched yeah. it, Craig. Uh, so, I mean, it's... Uh, right, I'll start us off. Go on. Oh, yeah, I as, I always, as always, in the context of Doctor Who, in the context of it being, what, <clears throat> a thousand years ago, Yeah, this is pretty decent, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some there's some, some doubts as to uh, why they were wearing socks over their heads, these Cybermen, but <laughs> worse things have happened, especially in Doctor Who, so I'm being very forgiving of it. Story was good. There was plenty of excitement and sci-fi in it, so I'm and that is our genius talking. So that's gonna that's gonna take some knocking. Uh, come on then, Sucky, if you're awake, give us an answer. What do you think of this? <laughs> oh, I fell asleep shit. once, maybe twice during the D and you're never ever gonna. I'm surprised you fell asleep during Craig's intro. When I'm fucking ever. Oh man, I love Craig's intro. That was brilliant. He was too busy stroking himself. Well, I have got a box of tissues. I've already come and I've had to wipe it all away. Oh my god! God, I did not expect that. Fucking no! I was not expecting that from you. Oh my! Anyway, yes. Yeah, it's a decent story. It introduces Simon quite well, uh, uh, but you know, it's not really a Doctor Who story because the Doctor, the Doctor hardly appears, right? So, other than that, yeah, it was okay. It was just okay. Oh, okay, right, fine. Let's go to uh, our, our cliff. Um, yeah, I, I really liked it. Really liked it. I watched it only a few years ago when I was watching the whole run of Doctor Who, what I had. Um, I've always enjoyed this one of Cybermen because I like how they did the connection of having it as the twin Earth. I thought that was really clever. I love the music in it. It's very much like a quarter mass, like... Um, Twilight Zone episode rather than a Doctor Who episode. Isn't it Quatermass? Quatermass, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! Sean's there to correct me again. <laughs> but, Genius. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I, I think there's really good acting, good music. It's great. Love it. Yeah, it was great music, yeah. Okay, now stop it's music. a belligerent for a reason. Come on, Bob, what do we think? I was a bit um I was a bit like left flat when you we got we got to when you picked this and we and it won last Placid. last yeah, really? was, yeah but uh, do you know what I take a bit it like all, me at the moment. I take it all back. Well that's Yeah, it's hard to get around so quick again, isn't it? You've had to no, it use, make the use of your tissues. But um no do you know what? I, I thank you for it, Craig. It's one Ooh. that I've I've not really watched that much. Um mm. and taking away the 
the the the gravity of this episode, the fact that it's the first regeneration, the introduction of the Cybermen, my favourite Cybermen, the Mondasian Cybermen, I think they're brilliant and spooky, um, and done amazingly in New Who. And in this, they're still cool. Um, but it's quick, sharp, four-parter. It introduces a lot of stuff. So the Doctor working with the military... Um, and just the, the whole thing of regeneration is it's fucking huge this episode of Doctor Who massive you know Cybermen first regeneration because this this hadn't worked you know Doctor Who would have died you know completely off the air kind of thing um, but fortunately as we know it did but yeah ma- a massive massive part of Doctor Who history and a decent four-parter in my opinion well acted and all that sort of stuff so massive huge thumbs up from me I actually wow. agree it's, it's lovely that everyone's been so positive on this. Perhaps with the Pat exception of Sucky. Yeah, but he's yeah, probably slept him. through it because he hardly saw the doctor. So Mr. he must have slept through everything. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm exactly like Bob. I, I chose this because I was really, really in the mood for a William Hartnell. I have been for a while. Uh, and I wanted to choose Dalek Invasion of Earth quite recently, the last couple. But obviously the new box set's going to be coming out and all the rest of it. So I thought, all right, I want a Hartnell to select. And it was just an obvious one. But I've only ever seen it once. And that was when they first released it. And that was donkey's years ago now. Mm. So I really enjoyed it. Exactly like Bob said, it's such a pivotal episode in the whole Doctor Who era, you know, everything about it from the generation to the exactly what bob said i don't need to repeat it so yeah it's a definite thumbs up from me a really good episode so you've already said bob that you like the cybermen best in this what is it you like about how they look well i I remember thinking initially when i first saw them years ago uh, in this um in this way because because i was a child of the 80s kind of thing so i was used to seeing the big shiny cybermen so they're quite funny but they're not they're so spooky you know the, the the way they look and all that the way they talk the voice everything about them you know it's proper spare parts you know human <clears> race <throat> well in their in their in their eyes evolving um i think they're so spooky and not funny at all but i did used to find them quite funny with the voice and the way they mm. looked but no not now and i think that's that's testament to when they did it in peter capaldi's doc 2 brought back the Mondasian Cybermen and made them in that hospital environment and made yeah. them super spooky. Yeah. Uh, but it's great. I mean, it, as well, not you know, it's base under siege. It's many things that Doctor Who does well, and one of them is base under siege. Small, relatively small cast, but there's a big invasion, if you know what I mean. And for budget reasons, they kind of do the base under siege, one kind of set, all that kind of thing. Really strong actors in this as well. Um, the guy that plays the general... Mm. Robert Beatty, yeah, because yeah. he's mainly the, the fantastic. He's, he's the lead, yeah. isn't he? Really, with Hartnell yeah. being yeah. well yeah. for episode three and sort of taking a back seat. Uh, and I, th- I just think, yeah, Michael Craze as well, fantastic as Ben uh, and Networks as well as Polly's cool. It's just a really strong cast with really strong ideas. But these Cybermen are just awesome, spooky, cool. Um, it was the voice, exactly. the voice yeah. that got me for them. Royce, they were a great Royce, voice. Royce yeah. got to do the, these voice it's kind of childlike yeah. in it a little bit like kind of like a mm. child and, and that what makes it spooky though yeah. doesn't it when you listen to it but i felt i find these ones the way it's constructed i know i know people have a go at it because you can see the sellotape at some bits and all that type of stuff but the fact that they've got that more of a human element than the future cybermen the future cybermen are more drones and they all seem to follow the same thing each one of these had a separate personality within them but evil bastards 
but as well, which made it frightening. In the script, they had actually they had did have names as well, apparently, um, but obviously they didn't get on well, the screen. Peter, Steve, or Dave, and Clive. Dave one, the, Dave the, two. <laughs> one of the episodes did uh, actually name one of them, which is Krang. Ah, right. One of the sidemen called the other one Krang. I think it was oh, the animated one, uh, uh, animated episode. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, the, the the human element, as Bob says. It's great. And it, some of it only came through by accident because the costume designer who made the, the bodysuit forgot to do the, the gloves. Yeah. All right, so you actually see human hands yeah. as part of this whole costume of the Sidemen costume, and it's great. And uh, to be honest, it, it, this is one of my favourite designs. It is the favourite design that I've had uh, for the Sidemen uh, for years. If you look at my Twitter handle, ever since I came onto Twitter, that... Cyberman, Mandassian Cyberman has been my Twitter handle. Uh, so, and I'm, uh, my Twitter handle is, is uh, Cyberman underscore 151. Please Fucking hell, he's promoting himself now. <laughs> Please give me a follow. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, oh my God. Slag. I'm really <laughs> against <laughs> slut, slut shaming, but I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're against that, Craig. I think you're probably fully for it. I think, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think in, in so far as like the, the design of the Cybermen, the, the Lycra face thing, Whilst initially it's like, hmm, but that's only in the context of me seeing it, the, the new versions and metal faces and all that stuff. But I, what I do like is there was a scene where one of them was talking, doing a monologue, and you got a, a basically a, a face shot of it talking. And the mouth, the actor obviously opens the mouth, and they're not doing the words. Mm, yeah. So it opens the mouth and the sound emerges, which is a really good way really good, of portraying yeah. that that is an electronic voice. I think yeah. I used to look at it a bit like, you know, like a Bruce Lee film. You know that? Uh, oh, like a dumb yeah, 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 like a dumb yeah, movie. A like that. Uh, yeah. but, but not now. You know, now I look at it like you've just explained it, John. It's quite creepy just opening its mouth. It, it was creepy. That's the yeah. word I, was think, I would use, yeah. And it, but uh, I think also... Yeah, sorry, go on, Bob. I was, was going to say, with, with that whole, whole sort of... Uh, th- there's some really big um, quotes in this as well. You know, not just from the Doctor at the end, where, you know, but this body's wearing a bit thin, but there's some awesome Sideman quotes. But you think they do use again, you know, you will be, you know, you will become like us or be like us and all this kind of thing. And the whole justification part about, you know, what they they can't understand why the the, the earth or the humans on this earth uh, wouldn't want to become like them, you know, and I quite mm. like that element of it as well. I've got, I did, question, I've got a question, though. Uh, if, like, Mondas was destroyed and thus all the Cybermen destroyed, what are the remaining Cybermen that we get in the upcoming series all splinter, the, all the, the, splinter, the splinter side minute there the most right. while they've been that planet's been off in whatever uh, part of the galaxy they've other side but have been yeah makes sense yeah and initially under the david Tennant and the kind of era they were meant to be from a parallel universe weren't they? they were never really kind of russell t davis separated them off from this lot initially yeah yeah, and yeah, initially, so that it was like he had like, low max and things like that, and you saw the origins of it. One of my things you, to do with the science, and bearing in mind this was written by the scientific advisor uh, for the oh, show at the time, Jesus, Kit Pepper, uh, is is gravity and a planet. Oh, everything about the science <laughs> yeah. is fucked. I yeah, mean, yeah. The idea is amazing of the tenth planet. Go two planets yeah. going to it. Like, <laughs> like, well, hang on a minute. There might be a bit of an issue with that, but obviously, you know, you can't look too deep into that. But it was a bit of a inkle this time for me um like yeah that doesn't work but then i suppose we've done it 
you know, I knew him as well and others. In nineteen sixty six, I mean kids as well wouldn't have particularly oh, known. No, 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 no. 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 It's just I mean if you try you start saying about tidal forces and all that bullshit, nothing would ever get yeah. made into sci fi, would it? I think no. it's I think it's only because it's written by Kit Peddler, the scientific yeah. advisor to the show that I'm thinking, Well, if you're the science guy yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. right such a lot more they could have gone into here though isn't yeah. it because you're right they've got the arrival of the planet and then you've got what we don't see is the arrival of the cybermen on earth like you have that one stood next to whoever it is the general or whatever down on on earth and there's such a lot they really could make out of this um like you said the tidal waves the devastation this it, it would have been truly awesome obviously yeah. in a four-part story they couldn't have done it and it was the end of the run and they had the bigger agenda was a regeneration risk but this this would make a truly amazing, almost story arc of one end, series. End of the world kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. And what I what I also liked about it is the fact that they had uh, a kind of... It was set in 1986, so there's various assumptions mm. they've made of what would happen in the next 20 years. But a lot of them are pretty decent, pretty accurate about... We've just come back from the moon, we're all there all the time, all that stuff. That could be very feasible. And the, the actual... The space UN place... Yeah, with Napoleon on the uh, on the desk. <laughs> the International the Space I'll, Command. Yeah, yeah. The thing I like about that is that they, they made a real, real attempt. It was obviously for uh, like to make it multicultural that yes. building. Yeah, and, and I really like the fact that the BBC back then was still doing stuff like, look, this is the world is we are. Well, well, also yeah. the, the, yeah. the black actor. If it was black American, it would, the astronaut. If, yeah. If, yeah. If, yeah. Yes, I know that was really great. If it was an American show. There would have been a load of white men in a room. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But the BBC was just ahead of its time. It, it was, sort of stuff. but it also this is so 1966. The, the first series of Star Trek, I think, had come out in the September. I was about to ask that, yeah. But it's all around that similar sort of well, time. It's, it, it's around the space space race, though, isn't it? Yeah. 61 to 69 when he landed on Mood, or supposedly. But all that time, there's a ton of space films. There's a ton of interesting TV. Everyone went mad for it. So mm. this. This showing what could be in the future once they've landed on the moon, I thought it was really, really clever. One thing that got me though, when the first time I watched it as well, was the fact that you get really a, a, attached to those two uh, space guys up in space at the beginning, mm -hmm. the white guy and the black guy up in space. Really good character development of them. You worrying yeah. about them? Are they going to come down? And the fact that when they went, when the first time I watched it, I thought no, they couldn't go. Surely yeah. they've got to come back in it in a minute. It yeah. took me a bit to think, fuck, they killed them off. Yeah, really good That's acting, really good acting to, as well. The, yeah, but the, to keep him up, then to write into the middle of the story, the like in episode two, and then go. And then repeat it with the sun brings in the extra risk. Yeah, and that gives yeah. it that fear that they could actually yeah. kill him off again. Well, I Not, genuinely believed he was when he, he went and then he came back. I did yeah. think they'd done so, it, I thought, because it's quite a merciless story, isn't it, about you know people dying and all the rest. That's all exactly. It, but it didn't feel like just like Star Trek, like Bob said. It didn't feel like just, no. just a, a red shirt who's just going to die. No, you don't know. Proper, he got yeah, attached. Yeah. He bought them. into him, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. I mean their their acting as well was great. They both yes. made, they made the decision both to slow down everything they did. I like that. But I not like, that not like yeah. in a weird crap movie space way. It was it just wasn't like, a weird crap way. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I kinda liked it. They just slowed it down a little bit to sort well, of uh, the thing is though that they they're like reaching for things really slowly, like that's not what Zero is about. No. You still do that. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is I think what they're doing that they kind of retroactively fixed that by saying 
we're losing energy, we're feeling tired and lethargic yeah. and losing yeah. strength. Space fatigue. So that's space fatigue. But like <laughs> everything with the word space in front of it is better, obviously. But I do like that. But you're dead right, like with the the, the sending. So these two obviously die later on, and you've gained some attachment because you've had a bit of screen time. Spoilers, Bob. Come on. <laughs> you've not seen the Doctor Who We just discussed it two minutes ago. No, but like what, but years old. If you've not seen it by now. But, but what I mean about the so it adds to the general. You know, it's his son going into space. So he adds to why his mm. character's acting yeah, like yeah. Why, and why and he breaks up. Yeah. Really yeah. good, right? Good yeah. acting as well. Cracking acting. See, I, I like when, the way they acted that bit as well, that when he was told, he was obviously so flummoxed, he just went into professional mode. And he was really harsh with him, wasn't it? Like, oh, familiar face there, Dad. He was like batting it all away. But then obviously, as he got used to the idea, he, his, his father role blended in as well. He became a little bit less professional. But I really love that kind of confusion that you could see that he didn't quite know how to deal with his it's, son. It's always, it's always nice to have a protagonist because he was somewhat of a protagonist towards the end, despite oh. the fact the Cybermen were really it. But he was, it was like, you could feel, like you said, he could feel his uh, emotional connection to the story. Yes. And why he was losing it later on. Couldn't understand why he was being such an arsehole in the first half. Well, yeah. And also how he managed to have the the Z bomb kind of all the power to control ah, the destruction. Yeah, that, yeah. that was Come a bit guys. of an issue for me. <laughs> well, that's also a thing about the time and the place. Sixty yeah. six is post war, the atom bomb era, and yeah. the fear. I mean, it's, it was tangible yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, Cold the War of, stuff. Yeah. Of, of nuclear war, and well, it's potential assuming, now, isn't it? And they're assuming that twenty years down the line, we have even worse bombs that we can destroy planets. Yeah, it was a natural extension of that. And I, I did like that. I didn't like the fact that it was called a Z-bomb. I yeah. thought they got that Z-bomb from H-bomb They just worked their way through it. By the time 86, you want to I not thought of that. <laughs> See, I, I quite like the slight American aspect to it because obviously it was, again, intergalactic and all the rest of it. I quite liked that. But, yeah. Well, it's Doctor's first flirtation with the military as well, isn't it? Which which it goes on to have a massive part in with Unit and... Um, of course, you know, yeah. Bigger deal yeah. Later on with yeah. Troughton when they start trying that ready for Pertwee. Um, and it was quite. And do you know what Hart, Hartnell in this? I thought when he when he was in it, uh, it was great. You know, I thought mm. he was. But he was funny. I actually laughed out loud at a Hartnell episode when the general shouting at the beginning. And he says something like, I'm "Sorry, pardon, I didn't hear you." You know, like just taking the piss out. Yeah, of that was good. Yeah. I actually yeah. laughed out loud at a Hartnell thing, which was which was quite cool. I think the uh, the uh, companions. And I've never seen these companions companions before. Ben and Polly. Polly, yeah. Polly. yeah. I love them. Ben, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Ben, I thought was great. I, th- I was like, oh, here we go. A bit of a chance we've got going on here. But as the story went on, and as he had to take over, obviously, some of the Doctor's yeah. role a little bit because the Doctor wasn't in it for episode three, I thought he did really well. And he's, he was a good actor, that fella. He like wasn't crazy, like... He is good, yeah. yeah. He wasn't like the... Previous companions, I think, were still in theatre mode. I was like, right, shout so everybody at the back of the room can hear you when you're speaking. Uh, he was he was more naturalistic that way, and I really enjoyed his performance. And and while I'm on it, episode four, the animated one, that animation is fucking brilliant. I love it. Great, the animation, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. the quality of animation on that. It was like, wow, this is really good. Yeah. Um, when did I they think- do it? Oh god, it's in wow, the last it's like 2012. Yeah. Oh, it's 2012, yeah. was it? Reminds me yeah. of Archer, in fact, is the style oh, of yeah, animation. Yeah, it's one of the that's, that's uh, I never saw the animation bit. Oh, oh, you did you saw, no, I saw that because when I downloaded it, uh, it came with its stills, so oh, it's just the stills oh, yeah. and the audio. Oh, yeah, the, so I uh, missed it. Reconstruction. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, yeah. it's still all right. It though, good. It's it's good. a little bit. It is online. It's on one of. I think it's on Vimeo or one of them. Yeah, uh, I can, the animation's I'll on there. So if you it. want to catch it on there, you'll probably catch it on there. It's really good yeah. though. Yeah, it's, 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 made, it made it as well. It's like the the last episode of it went really quickly because it's like the quality of animation was good. Yeah, so you could really see it was going. I think it helped a little bit as well, maybe because. Before that, some of the visualizations were a little bit poor. It was getting a bit ropey, wasn't it? The, yeah, a, a little bit. Like the animation it didn't age very well. But I yeah. thought, I thought Polly as a companion just felt so out of place. They even gave us such a stereotypical oh, role of. Can I do anything? Go get great. coffee. Go get coffee, yeah, coffee. love. Well, it was she, such a shame. Obviously, that is. I'll explain that away because she was going to get coffee because she'd been told to spy on them, and and she yeah. was feeding into their misogyny and their just general assumptions about what the female should do. So, oh, make coffee. But she yeah. so she be If that the was the case, John, I would like that. But I, the, the part of me can't help but think that the children, they just see that as being the girls off to make coffee. But it was yeah. the 60s. It was the 60s. And it was, you know, we get that right in the Liz Grant, uh, in Joe's Grant era. So we can't, you know, that's whatever, another 10 years ahead. It'd like a skirt. You'd, you'd suit it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and Jodrell Bank. Oh, it's always Jodrell Bank. Yeah, Did we get with the photos from Jodrell yes. Bank when we got the little montage? And also yeah. mentioned as well Jodrell Bank. And, yes. I, and I need to go to Jodrell Bank. It's been. No, you don't. It's awful. It's been part oh, of my life. Good. For so oh, it's good. I've been. Oh, we call it Jodrell Wank because it's so boring. Yeah. Well, it's it's awesome. fair, it was like 1994. <laughs> yeah. But it's a massive part of Doctor Who. It is a massive part of Doctor Who, yeah. My entire childhood was my mother saying, let's go off for a family trip. Who wants to Jodrell Bank? And we all went, no. And eventually, as an adult, I treated her and took her to Jodrell Bank, and it was so shit. That's my personal personal opinion. And to be honest, you're you're a Doctor Who location hunter as well, aren't you? I am. Although, to be fair, it was before all of them came back out on DVDs. It's before I'd entered that phase. If I went back now, I'd probably have a semi in my pants. I'd have a semi. (laughs) What's your best Doctor Who location, Craig? What's your favourite? Oh, my God. I'd probably say um, Badwood Bay. uh, Badwood Bay. Um, Amsterdam. Uh, Amsterdam, (laughs) (laughs) I know that reference. Wow. Can't go wrong with that one. Uh, there are loads, actually. To be fair, I just love doing nerdy stuff like that. I am so bad. You've done a lot, haven't you? You've done a lot. You go purposely to them, don't you? As well. I go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got to go to Sheffield soon. Obviously, went to Liverpool last year to see the sites there. Oh, I, I went there. I did, went, I did the location. Yeah. Yes, you did, yeah. John. Yeah. Yeah. As did Sucky, because you went to uh, Ancliffe, didn't you? Ancliffe, Ancliffe, Ancliffe whatever it's called. That was Ancliffe. That's what I mean. Um, I can't remember. It's a football reference. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant. So keep thanking me, darling. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, oh, I, I just, love doing that. I have to say, a couple of things what I love about the old Who is the use of stock footage. It, they blend it well. It really works quite well, well right. to the point where the future ones, you think, why don't you just bloody use stock footage? Well, I think in, in black, green screen. black and white, you get away with a lot more. Yeah, you do get away with a lot more. And you especially get a lot on more. that grading. As soon as you get into colouring a bit more, uh, a definition. Yeah, you can see the difference yeah. in the different Whereas colours. Whereas you can't yeah. really tell. It's, it just looks really good. Yeah, it does look good. And the music, like I said, the stock the music, music accompaniment was yeah. really good. Oh, stock music. No, I, I do think some of the music was good because if it was stock music, mm. it worked because it was it wasn't your bloody synth. 
crap no, we were getting that, in yeah, the, we were uh, used to getting a headache in, <laughs> in number, number three. And you get the Sideman theme, it, don't you? That then he carries through to Pertwee and like uh, you get it in um, what's it called, Tomb of the Cybermen and things like that when they're coming out. This is where you first get for me that Cyberman soundtrack that is carried on for a while. I love. That I think this, uh, I was a bit disappointed in how easy the Cybermen were to overcome, uh, as a uh, from like how easy it was to kill them. Well, no, because they nicked their guns, didn't they? You know. Yeah, I know, but even yeah. so, I think it was just like, oh, come on. It just seemed like they were far too easy to kill, especially blinding one with a bloody... I, I think the Cyberman... Oh, yeah, yeah, with the, with the, with the yeah. film. <laughs> the Cyberman yeah, that was a bit of a random one. I think the Cyberman threat, though, is based on uh, quantity of a strength quality, if you know what Perhaps, I mean. yeah. So Perhaps. it's strength in numbers, isn't it, with the Cyberman? Like the, the big fleet on the radar, which, again, was a brilliant idea because it, it made the threat massive, whereas the threat that we were experiencing was this little base under siege. Um so- they get they, what did they get a kill with under the Patrick Troughton ones? Isn't isn't it like some kind of I want to say lips a makeup remover or something? There's something where they get defeated by something really random again, isn't it? Yeah, oh, there's by a the chest unit, the 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 yeah, 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 that's well, a nail polish. Thinking, yeah, I, I think that's what I was going to ask about actually. The radiation, them being afraid of radiation, was that something to do with? I never came back again, did that? Never, never came, came back. back. Never yeah. came back. And it was integral to the plot. Because it's a bit strange here, isn't it? Because you can actually look at this as the first episode of The Cybermen and go, let's say, to one of Jodie's episodes, The Lone Cyberman, and the concept has never changed and neither has their speech, has it? It's always the same. It's like the Daleks. It's always about, you know, uh, not resisting. It's about taking over. It's, it's brilliant for that. It's about, you know, no emotions. And I think that's one of the things that Doctor Who does really well, but it's and got think, a good I think they lose that a lot in Doctor Who. The, I've, I've said it for years, is The Cybermen, they've never done, they never tend to do them full justice for the fact you know the, the Borg in Star Trek are immense yes. Yes. basically yeah, you know, is useless yeah but they're scary aren't they the, the collective yes. of this whole, and the concept of the Cybermen the fact that the, this, the humans us you know we've, yeah. we've, we've made yeah. ourselves you know immortal and lack emotions and devoid of emotions and all these things that make us human you know for justifiable reasons you know to, to cheat death and I think it's such a fantastic idea, but they tend to lose it a lot in Doctor Who, what the Cybermen actually are. I was going to say, that's, that's a brilliant comparison with the Borg, especially this first Cybermen. It's probably more connected with the Borg than any mm. of the others because you have that individuality not constantly connected to everything where it's just drone-like, like I said. Yeah, I, this is probably my favourite Cyberman. There was a, there was I know, a co- regardless of the costume, because you have to ignore. Well, no, I, th- I think the costume as well for me. We did a crossover uh, on our, when we did the, the Star Trek podcast, um, which is still going on. Check this out, everyone. By the way, Sucky's still at the helm. Uh, but we did the Doctor Who uh, uh, Star Trek crossover, didn't we? What are you shaking? Yeah, we at? did. Well, we we ain't put an out an out an episode. But there's plenty of books. awesome. Podcast yeah, but there's a hundred episodes out. But yeah, we did the uh, there's a comic book crossover. A lot, isn't it? But there's a comic book crossover with the Borg, uh, with the Next Generation crew and the Borg oh, and yeah. the Cybermen and uh, Matt Smith's Doctor. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, like good, I, I remember when I found out about it years ago. Literally, good job it was delivered with a, a, cellophane, a cellophane in a cellophane wrapper because Jesus Christ, my my sex did, was all. Did we it. not? Did we not do um, that on Proctor Who back in the day? We might no, have I don't Proctor. remember. No, we did no. both. We did. We did both. We did. I think and I don't want to criticise Bob, but you used the exact same cellophane wrapper joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. Well, if he's, if, he's, if, he's, new material, if he's if he's written it, he's allowed to use it whenever he likes. Copyright Bob Fleming. Splash proof. Copyright Bob Fleming. Splash proof. So let's talk about because we've not yet done it. The regeneration, because I I find this regeneration quite scary. It's something about really the scary. flashing lights and the Tardis, camera angle. Yeah. 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 Well, like I said, I watched it on the stills. Yeah. So the last bit when the flashing of the lights and the movement yes. obviously it was grainy on the stills but he had shown the actual film footage yeah. as well and i was watching that and you have to say it's probably one of the best how he's yes. so connected with the tardis yes and, and i think that's it's a simplicity did try to bring that back a bit but yeah, yeah the connection yeah. to the tardis absolutely and i was thinking for all the eight regenerations the tardis hasn't been involved since until david tennant and uh, and then yeah. particularly matt smith when he's and, and jody whitaker with the smashed mm. the tardis to bits and it was involved in regeneration yeah. um but it, it, it's just the simple yeah. of the face the, it's the thing is though that the um uh the animated scene didn't make it as clear as i guess the i, I don't suppose you did you look on youtube for the regeneration at all no i didn't but i mean I, I think the uh i saw it was a different face and i'm guessing it was troutman that yeah, it was yeah. turning yeah. into yeah, yeah but the, the parallels between that and then troutman's regeneration later on yes which the gurning yeah, one is. You don't, yeah, you don't see him, do you? This is much no. better. Oh yeah, well the, the track yeah. one's weird. This is great. You don't yeah. see him regenerating to pit with, do you? You don't see him regenerating no. to pit. He just throws it. He just that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Falls out of the door. Well, there was. I don't know if you saw it, but I'm one of the on a, the making of which on the DVD I was watching. They kind of talked about the, the day they went in to film this. They actually did not have a clue how they were going to do it. They just knew what they wanted to achieve, and and they and they didn't know. And literally, it was as it was. A, it was just very creative and at the end of it obviously they were very happy with what they did it was all down to the lighting they had two cameras um, and they were both being filled weren't they they just blended yeah. them together I don't know the technicality camera A camera B and then they, and they had them doing certain things but they literally it wasn't like now when it's probably all penciled out it was a, right here's Troughton here's Hartnell let's see what we can make for this uh, God, they were shit back then weren't they it's weird isn't it to think about that because it's just so iconic but yeah like I, like John said, I, when I watched the animated version, I was left underwhelmed, and I did literally scan through. The I was, I wasn't DVD sure that it, it was what I what I thought. It was only because you guys mentioned that it was a resurrection, um, a regeneration in this one yeah. that I thought, oh, this must be it because it was a little bit difficult to uh, interpret yes. from the animation. If you, if you do get to yeah. watch the film stills on YouTube, it, it's tremendous. Oh, yeah. Also, really, yeah. yeah. If you, has anyone seen that Adventures in Space and Time? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. genius. They covered this as yes, well. Yes, they did. Because I was really desperate again yeah, when I watched yeah, it to go that. back. Because they have like the... the redo that little bit don't they yeah his regeneration yeah. and they have Polly Plus, and all it, the, it, the story behind Hartnell as well of yes. what he was at the time thinking and you know he was he was wasn't so, very good with uh, picking up the script Reese and... Smith plays Patrick Troughton as well in uh, yeah yes in that doesn't he yeah yeah that's yeah. it yeah so that famous speech that the doctor does um at the console you know when is that done in a previous episode it's when he says goodbye to his granddaughter. His granddaughter, yeah. Who's outside, that's who he's talking to. Yeah. 
Ah, right. So it, this that was a few this was stories. Like that, two back. years. Season two, two, years. two, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Two years oh, right. previously. I thought they were one and the same. I was a little bit surprised. I thought people that use was people use that segment of of audio with the regeneration and when you yeah. see YouTube videos and they mm-hmm. you the seem montage, to use that as yeah because yeah, it, it's it's quite it's quite really well done because they didn't yeah. actually get to write anything very well. The last word he says is about keeping warm. It is, it? yeah. That's he didn't it. have a good... Because I was waiting for that goodbye line, but I yeah. but, he, but he is very good in this heart, though, when he's in it. I think he... It's fantastic. He's really yeah. good in it, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not got a double there. What was <laughs> that one we watched a bit back when it was when it's one of Troughton's and Troughton was ill? And then the... Uh, the mind robber. Uh, yeah. It was when Troughton was ill. It felt a little bit similar to that, where it shows how good the writing has to be for the other cast and the oh, other members and companions to, to adapt. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, that's why they can't plan things too far in advance, clearly. Go on, Tucky Yeah. Hmm. So this is uh, where Jerry Davies comes in, because this was a Kip Peddler story. And then Jerry Davies, because of all the things that happened with William Hartnell in the third episode, where he, he fell ill with bronchitis. Jerry Davies had to rewrite chunks of the dialogue to pass it on to other people. And this is why Jerry Davies has actually got a co-written uh, credit on this story, because they needed well, to be able to it, it, do it, this it, on such short notice as well. They, 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 they were co-creators of the Cybermen, weren't they? They have the, the writers of the Cybermen. Yes. The, the, yeah. Them two, they were the writers, of the creators of the Cybermen. Davies and Peddler, isn't they, it? Yeah, they might have, Peddler might have come up with the idea. Jerry Davies helped him uh, yeah. develop it. Yeah. Uh, so they probably are co-credited for the as the, uh, the creation of the Cybermen. Well, yeah. they, they only created them, didn't they, to try and... I mean, they always were trying to... Because Terry Nation had the rights to the Daleks, and he was always trying to take them off to make more money, because obviously the Daleks were a, a big money you know, money thing for the for the BBC and Terry Nation. Well, Terry Nation. Uh, the, he he was going to try and take him away, wasn't he? Which is for the creation. This is why they tried to create the Simon a new monster that would replace the Daleks, if you like. Well, that never happened, but um, that's that was one of the reasons behind this. And also, they tried to get rid of Hartnell six months before in a celestial toy maker. So oh, he, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, wow. the producer at the time, uh, who was the producer at the time, Sucky, you will know this probably. Uh, uh, John Wiles. Yeah. Um, John Wiles initially, and then Ines Lloyd. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but basically, Hartnell got wind of it, went to one of the, the bosses at the BBC and said, he's trying to get rid of me. Anyway, the producer then was got rid of. Because uh, in the Celestial Toymaker, there's a part where he, t- he changes him into something else. Michael Goff as well plays the Celestial Toymaker, and he's brilliant. Also married to Annette Wilkes, isn't he? Uh, there Annette, you go. Some yes. little, little fun well, that's a bunch of fucking random names that I've never heard of. <laughs> the, the, yeah, but yeah, it's quite, it's quite cool. But yeah, the, the, but then it's yeah, but this was when it had to happen, and also he wasn't very well. I think he, it was like he gave in eventually, didn't he? Yeah, I think he was yeah. probably relieved eventually when it came, and he was kind of forced to go because of his health. You know, and he, he, had, I mean, I think, he had to write his scripts down. He had to, down on he had to go on his own terms. Him. I think he just wanted to go on his own yeah. terms, and I think that was yeah. probably the way. Yeah. And also, I love the fact that it's a mid-season um, of that season, and it's a regeneration. It's, it's not or is that how they? Is that how they, they, they the do smugglers, it in yeah. or The Smugglers, which was the first episode, first story of the, the fourth season, yeah. uh, is actually was filmed as part of the previous series. And they held it over, and this was the start of the new one. So he basically came back. William Martin basically came back just to film this one story. And even oh, so in this one story... Oh, I see it's the end oh, of a series. Right. So this is season one, episode 
season, season four, episode one, story two of the season, but it was actually the first story filmed for this season four. Ah, right, that explains it then. A bit like Colin yeah. Baker, because you got his... Yeah, a bit like Colin Baker. Yeah, second time he got the twin dilemma before, you know, and then at the end of that yeah. season, rather than it yeah. just stopping and then the new season starting with Colin Baker. Yeah, but this so, is what yeah. they used to do with the uh, the John Pertwee era as well, was they'd always film the first story of the next season before, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the end of the year, the previous one. So they were always had, always had a story in the camp before the season started. Mm. There you go. Any, any final thoughts on this, then, people? Any Anything else you want to discuss with it? Um, like I said, I just want to reiterate my thanks to you, Craig, for picking this. You know, yeah, well um, done, Craig. And uh, yeah, because it's one that yeah, I would was never quite have, short. Have got, yeah. <laughs> never have gone back and revisited. And it's a momentous, massive, you know, part of Doctor Who yeah. history. Um, and it's just a really good story with some great actors and awesome sidemen. So yeah, also uh, great, great directing as well. Really good directing yeah. the way it was done for the yeah. time. It's better than some of the, the new set, stuff. To the be sets were good as well. The sets are very good. And the Antarctic the, the looked great. Special, the, the yeah. Antarctic. Oh, that <laughs> snow was cool. Wasn't it? Yeah. I must admit, I did giggle. When it was the, literally freezing. When the oh. three kind of um, people from the base went up and there were just three Cybermen and obviously they steal their cloaks and put them on so they're in disguise. Oh, I, yeah. did, <laughs> I, did, I did love that. That was kind of, you have to look by that because you can see what they're trying to do. Well, it's great campness about it. It well, is. Also, I, I don't know if anyone else thought this, but you know when there was looking in the, um, what's it called? The telescope thing. Periscope. Yes. Yeah. That's it, periscope, yeah. And he looks around and he sees the girl and she's covered in the white snow. It's a bit like Bukaki, oh, wasn't it? It's like, <laughs> oh my god! I, mean, I love it. I do not know what that means. I don't know what that means either. No, actually, I don't I know, know what that don't. means. Jizz in face? Is that kind of? That's it. I didn't yeah. need it. <laughs> I didn't genuinely know. Oh well, when god. I watched it, because obviously it's not proper snow, I was like, oh, you're like Jizz in face. What's it called? It's a Japanese word. Yeah, Jizz in face. Be, you, you should be perfectly aware of this, I imagine, Craig. I, I should be. I mean, I know that I know what that means. Have you been on tour in Japan, Craig? I've never heard that technical term for I need it on my t-shirt now. I've heard your big in Japan. I've heard to wash it out with your t-shirt. I'll need to slick it clean. I've heard you're big in Japan, Craig. I'm big everywhere. Um yeah, <laughs> but that, that's that's my final thoughts. Yeah. What big in Japan? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That's my, that's uh, that's my uh, my two words as well. Big Japanese. Okay. Big Japanese for Bob. Oh, uh, let's, let's go to uh, John for his final two words. My final two words. And I've given this a great deal of thought in the last maybe two, maybe three seconds, and I will. <laughs> I would have to say, um, uh, hmm, come back to me. Come back. Come, come back. Come back. Think of something. That's two come words. Back. Oh, I, 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 I just didn't come back to me. That's come cool. back. There we go. Come back. Come back. Okay. Oh, nothing to do with Bukaki. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bukaki. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, Cliff, darling. What uh, two words? Final two words would be cybertastic. Hey. One word. Nice. Fucking hell. Cybertastic dude. 
Thanks, John. Okay, Gary, Murphy, Murphy, okay. There's a few things I wanted to say. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. The yeah. animation, as I said, I'm just going to really put, put the cat along. Yeah, it's going to add up for a week, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we do that, we're horrible. I know you okay. are. I'm listening, it's okay. I don't know why he still the... joins in, really. Go on, come on, come on. The animation. It's really great. Come on, and it is. Which is based, which the animation is based on the uh, the stills that Cliff watched, right? And there's certain bits where the if you just took took the picture of just that bit of the animation, they really look. It's just great pictures, fantastically drawn. Uh, you've got like sidemen standing side by side, but a few feet distance, uh, so the depth, and it looks really great. There's other pots parts where the sidemen, all three sidemen standing. Again, these are all fantastic bits of animation they could just use as posters and covers and stuff like that, which I think was great. Uh, the story, it, uh, is, there's a little story that snuck, s- snuck into the middle of the regeneration scene, which we've all watched in the past, which is twice upon a time. Uh, twice upon a time. Yeah. yeah. So you've got the Doctor leaving the cyber spaceship walking across to his daughters. And in that bit, there's a whole story with Peter Cabaldi. Yes. Right. Yes, okay. So we've got all this. Uh, and then it, when it, whenever that bit in Twice Upon a Time finishes, he's back in the TARDIS. It's, it's just... And then just sort of link it all together, which, uh, you know, it's something that I thought of. I think uh, it'd be yeah. a nice thing to watch. We've, well, we've watched The Tenth Planet, but watch Adventures in Space and Time and Twice yeah, Upon a Time. Yeah. Just to... I actually just downloaded Adventures in Space. Uh, <laughs> what should we... Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, bought, bought. Well, the next one, up, I'm assuming, will be depending on when it's broadcast, will be Jodie's finale. Right, that's yeah, a production yeah. meeting. I'm just saying in general oh, life. Oh, yeah, no, no, I, oh, yeah, general. You know, oh, sorry, you know, Craig sorry. loves to do his production meetings in the middle Doesn't of the podcast. He just, yeah. <laughs> the, these, uh, these podcast all... episodes are meant to be timeless, so you can listen to them anytime. <laughs> that's why we don't have news, we don't have anything like that, Craig. So, yeah, not sorry, boys. Or the sorry, Queen, sorry. and all that. Although, uh, I'm not sure Bukaki will still last as a phrase yeah, back in the, the distant future. <laughs> the, uh, oh, I love it. Craig's muted. Yeah. Ah, there's me. Yourself. It's <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. The, uh, there's the nudie pictures that are put up on the wall. Oh, which that. was, which was, uh, what was the, you know, in 1960s, that's probably something that was uh, uh, quite common. But, and then, uh, 20 odd years later, where the thing 1986 it was less common, but you know, nowadays you, you wouldn't see that. Was the actor's decision, it was a, wasn't it? It wasn't new deposit, no, it was though, a was it? production designers, they were all clothes, oh, Sucky. Yeah, yeah, well, it's a kid's TV pro, but the, the, the idea was there, wasn't did it? Did you pause I, it, Sucky? Yeah. Have a, did you pause it and have a, have a, have a quick one? I did, that's why there's a load of tissues around here. Can you not find find Littlewood's (laughs) catalogue? This is a very sperm-centric episode around the console, isn't it? It's terrible. It's actually thinking about Uh, too much jizz. (laughs) There's never too much jizz. (laughs) called a heavy comer. I'm going to call call this episode (laughs) the Jizz Fest. (laughs) Yes. The uh, there's also the unique uh, opening credits with the title credits, where they the, oh, uh, yeah. which we've never seen before. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was great. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did spell Jerry Davis's name wrong in one of them though, which is a shame. Um, the other thing, uh, Ben, Ben kills a side man. Now, now most people. 
right? Uh, in Doctor Who, when they kill something, they usually just carry on. Ben seems to have a lot of regret. There. And, and, and that's it, yeah. again, it does actually, yes, yeah. it does, yeah. So he so. just brings out a little character moment for him. He, I don't think he's ever killed anything, but uh, it's just. And he's a soldier. Navy, yeah. Naval soldier, isn't he? Naval well. soldier. Well, he gets the taste for it because he really tries to kill him afterwards, doesn't he? Like, ooh. Okay. Taste for uh, what? That's for cyber this... blood. Maybe cyber. Savages. <laughs> I knew it was going there. Gosh, hey. I knew it. The. Um... There's a there's a scene where you see Polly's knickers on full shelf. No, right, oh yeah. Was that another pause? This okay? Climbs <laughs> up, climbs, climbs up keep... into the bed. No, up can I just bed. say this is really really wrong now. This is I'm going to go on a rat. Do you know I have looked so many times up or tried oh, to Jamie's kilt, <laughs> but you can't because they weight it down. But they don't weight down the girls' skirts, do they? Just the boys' kilt. It's outrageous, so homophobic. Why don't you, you write a strongly worded email to the BBC in 1966? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose it's That's not homophobic. Not homophobic is. No, I suppose it's not. It's so. Sexist. Um, it's just, yeah, because us yeah. straight women and gay men can't appreciate Jamie's button pants. The, uh, <laughs> My God. That, Bullshit. The, wow. The, the Cybermen were put, uh, initially created so they wanted something to be able to rival the Daleks because the Daleks were sort of coming out. So they needed something to really bring out, uh, to get the people watching the show again. Now, with the viewing figures, and I think Bob probably noticed it and Craig probably noticed it when they did the uh, yes. behind-the-scenes documentary. Mm. Yes. Right, they did show. Uh, the, the ratings were going down. Yeah. Now, with this story, they started at something like 5 million, but each episode built on it. And it went all the way up to uh, 7.6 million. Uh, so each episode with these Cybermen, um, they they just got more and more viewers all the way through. How much of that was up to Polly's Knickers there? That's what I'm, that's what yeah. Oh, Polly's Knickers, they actually make an appearance until episode three. So yeah. before then, it has to be Cybermen. Now, it people would have known, episode. wouldn't it, that, they, that this was a regeneration episode because it had been in the press, hadn't it, yeah. that Hartnell was going. So do you think people were tuning in towards the end because they wanted to people understand what was going on for the regeneration? A bit like when we do it now, a new Doctor, like Jodie, goes right up here and all the rest of it. New regeneration story, new Doctor, people tune in to see that. It could have been, but uh, the fourth episode actually went down. Oh. Uh, you know, just by a little bit, but it actually went down in the ratings. Maybe because you had to watch it in stills like I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, the the only other thing is my two words was going to be spare parts. Oh, yes. And this okay. spare parts is because this is also the origin, this is where that first uh, saying of that comes in. Uh, yeah, and the, this is when Big Finish then did their spare part story, which is like the origins of the Cybermen on Wanda. Which is brilliant. Off, which is a great story. Uh, and uh, I have said that I think. Jason Egg Ellery and Big Finish were involved with the animation side on yeah. the uh, that fourth episode as cool. well. Uh, that's it. So you've written all you've read all the notes off the inside of the uh now these these are some of my own notes. They are actually. They are actually yeah. definitely some of his own notes. He's not copied his yeah. homework this episode. That's good, isn't no, it? No, I don't, I don't copy my homework these days because I've got told off over a year. Ago. You didn't get told off. We just over a year. Ago. Ago. He got We're pointed out over a year. Yeah, no, don't criticise Sucky. He's got a long memory, that boy. I think like a like a bearded <laughs> elephant. Elephant, yeah. <laughs> oh, what are you going on about my nose for? Man? Like a zombie dinosaur. That's cool, by the way. Oh, that's, you missed yeah. that, Bob. You missed it. Anyway, it's not for now, Sucky. Right. Yes, no. absolutely. So. 
I think we may well have come to the end of our exciting podcast. Now, I know it's a production meeting issue, but normally at this point, we will be choosing our next Which story. Which we will be we doing. That's, that, that's cool then. So in that case then, it's time to reveal your next stories, people. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> I just assumed we weren't. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go around the table and I'm going to go to Bob first. I think I came to you last Well, I'm, I'm going to put a little request into you all. So obviously, as you're as you aware, you know, the abominable, I can't even say, abominable snowman, snowman has come out on the Blu-ray DVD yes. uh, animation and I really want to watch it because I've not watched it yet and I was holding back in the hope that we will review it. So I'm going to stick with that one, please. Okay, uh, Cliff. Um, I was gonna. I, I really like this Cybermen, so it got me itching for a bit more. So I was gonna go for Revenge of the Cybermen. Oh, if it isn't that much of a good one, but I cannot. <laughs> I mean, historically, it was the first VHS, Ooh, you know? so I remember it. I've watched it more yeah. than any other. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because I had it Eventually. for ages. Yeah, watch it. It's yeah. got Granada. Rent it out. It might be good every, again every now. Saturday. Yeah, you go. Fucking hell, Cliff. Uh, John? Uh, because I'm backing up Bob 100% on this one, I'm going to go for the Abominable Snowman. Good lad, John. Good lad. I don't know how you're going to be able to watch it because I ain't got a copy of it. I'll, I'll, make sure, I'll, get well, Christmas. I'll, I'll move Helen High Earth to get you a... I've got a Helen back to get you a... production hey. Yes. Uh, Sucky, so darlings, which one are we going to go with? Not, well, yes. Yeah, okay. I've just been listening to some retrospective on Christopher Eccleston, so I want to go with the Doctor Dances. Uh, what's the other one on that? Uh, Doctor Dances and oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, um, empty child. child. Empty child. Empty child. Empty child. Yeah, Doctor Dances. That's a good choice, actually, Sucky. I'll give you that one. It's the first one with John Barrowman in it. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. And it's the Stephen uh, Moffat's first script, and it's amazing because he was the best in. writer by a country freaky, mile under freaky RTD. One, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go with Tom Baker's Stones of Blood. Oh, part Ooh. of the key to time. Craig. Oh, that sounds better than mine now. <laughs> right, I'm going to roll. I'm rolling. What should be mine? Three. Bob, get in, get in. Ah, a bottle snowman. A bottle snowman. Yep. Yeah. So good fucking happy that I get to watch that. But, as you may be. I'm not watching it. <laughs> Why not Definitely watching it? Definitely that role. I'll just listen to the... Uh, I ain't bought the uh, the discs, have I? Oh, so I'll just listen. To... Okay, because he'll it. turn up on the... Uh, what should we call it, will Just buy it. Right. I'm not That's paying nuts. 20 quid, 20 odd quid for it when I've been waiting for uh, the box set, which will be 40 quid. Whatever. Anyway, I'm very happy. <laughs> you got, you're not going to piss on my parades, okay? I'm going to... I'm just very happy about it, so thank you very much. Uh, but but you but you, you were right in what you were saying, Craig, because obviously the Jodie Whittaker one's coming out at some point soon, which we will be yes. reviewing. But this is our sort of next one that we do of classic Who, yes. and old right. Who, and new Who, or whatever. A regular, yes. Yeah, there you go. Excellent. So abominable summits, but at some point in between, we may well be um, dropping a few. Ignore that bit because we're just gonna say goodbye now. Just <laughs> 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 realised we were well, yeah. fucking pro. I know I got that totally wrong. It started right, so well. It started so it well. It did Greg. indeed, and it went downhill. Uh, okay, so thank you, lovely listeners. I hope you've enjoyed your nibble on any chocolate fingers and licking out some custard creams. And until then, until next time, bye bye from me. Mukake, 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 Recording stopped. Wow. Oh.